Real Golf Radio. It's a reround now on the tee. Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Protecting the rights of you and your loved ones. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio. Hey, welcome into the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. Mountainland Supply is your turf specialist with Rainbird sprinklers, controllers, drip irrigation, and everything you need to irrigate your lawn like the pros. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. And we had a great interview uh, with Jeff Stoddard last week on the show. Told you all about the ways they can help you and the fat ways that they are helping customers during this COVID-19 time. You can go and do everything online and they will deliver for free anywhere in Utah. It's fantastic. Go check it out at mountainlandsupply.com and get your yard ready for summertime. It has uh, certainly been fun to have the sun shining this week, and it's a beautiful Easter weekend set for us. It's going to get a little bit chilly, but uh, I think it should be uh, great to see all the blooms and the, uh, the flowers, trees, everything coming out. Unfortunately, the only thing missing really is... Masters. Uh, it's supposed to be the 84th playing of the Masters tournament this week. That has been postponed until November. And so we have spent the last two hours reminiscing about some of the great moments and all the things that we love about this great tournament. And, you know, Bob, it's uh, been, uh, you know, t- what, 20 years since mm-hmm. uh, we've been going and we've been there every single year, which is super fortunate for us. And hopefully we'll be able to have an opportunity to, to go again. And uh, we're all set for November. And, uh, you know, th- it's just... Uh, it's such a special place. I asked the caddy this, and, and we've talked with some of our other guests about this as well, including Mike Weir, who you'll hear from in just a few minutes. But you can't help but still get excited when you have a chance to go to the Masters, regardless of how many times you've been before. It's a joyous experience every time you get to go. Um, I, I, as, as it gets closer and closer to the time to go to the Masters every Every year I get, I get giddy. It's, it's an exciting time and it's really, really fun. And it wasn't something that I did a lot of when I was younger, but once I turned 16, it was like, it was like an opportunity to go to this golf tournament and something that my dad, um, enjoyed and loved more than any other golf tournament. And congratulations, by the way, your dad commemorating 50 years of your dad's victory yep. at the Masters back in 1970. That's pretty special. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, that will be his his final round. The playoff round was on the Golf Channel this week, but it, it'll it'll come out more again later in November when we get to be there. You'll hear a little bit more about uh, you, from your dad. I think it was back in 2007 that we had an opportunity to sit him down in the studio and ask him some questions. We talked for about 45 minutes and he gave us about seven or eight minutes of what his feelings were about the Masters tournament and winning and why he felt so comfortable there. You'll hear that coming up here in just a few minutes. But Bob, we left off. We ran out of time at the end of that uh, first uh, uh, or that second hour there as we wrapped up the network. But we talked about some of our favorite things about the Masters. And uh, you had said that, of course, your dad, 1970, and then Jordan Spieth. Let's talk about that 2015 because Jordan had, had basically blown the lead uh, in 2014 in his first event, his first attempt. I mean, we, we thought like Rory McIlroy, he had that opportunity and, and wasn't able to get it done, but bouncing back the next year and then tying Tiger Woods with the scoring record, that was pretty special. Yeah. It was special. He got out front. He just kept going. That 2015 year was phenomenal for him with that and the U.S. Open. 
having a chance to almost win the 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 British Open and uh, and then if he would have done that and won at the PGA Championship, which he had a chance to win at too, he would have concre- completed the career Grand Slam um, in one year. Yeah. But uh, I, he I went one one four awesome. two that year. Yes, uh, I thought it was awesome. He played well. Um, he 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 left no doubt in anybody's mind. And uh, it was it was just fun. It was just really fun to watch. He did have an opportunity to break the scoring record, and he kind of stumbled down the stretch. Hey, bogeyed the last hole. But hey, you know what? He he got it done. Uh, let, let me let's just do this real quick, okay? I, since we okay. started going, the year two thousand was the first year I went. VJ Singh ended up right. being the champion. Two thousand and one, Tiger Woods. Two thousand and two, Tiger Woods. 2003, Mike Weir. 2004, Phil Mickelson. I mean, just in that stretch alone. You know, and then 2005, it was Tiger again. So look, I mean, mean, it's pretty phenomenal when you just look at at just that stretch. And then Phil Mickelson again in 2006. So uh, what a a time to to be there and and, uh, enjoy that. At 2013, I think about Adam Scott. Um, 2009, Angel Cabrera beat our really good friend Kenny Perry. We played that uh, conversation last week that we had the, the, the weekend after Kenny had a chance to process uh, missing out on a green jacket in a playoff. But there has been, there, it, there's always drama. There's always excitement. And uh, that's what we love about it. The way they set the golf course up and run that tournament, you, you can count on some exciting stuff. And it all comes down to the, to the back nine listening to the roars and the cheers and everything. And, you know, we've had a lot of opportunities to sit right there on the 18th hole, putting our chairs out early in the morning and being on the front row or, or the next row back and being able to see the end of the golf tournament with everything that goes on. Uh, it's, it's been really special. Great yeah. time. Yeah, it is. And you know what people ask, what, what some of my favorite things about the Masters? I, all of those things that we talked about before, the sandwiches, the holes, the, the, the great finishes. But my, my all-time favorite thing about going there, I mean, tell me if I'm crazy, but is sitting in those umbrella chairs with the tables, you know, the, yeah. the, the times when your mom and dad would be sitting there and we would just go sit down and you'd have something to eat and you just kick back on a beautiful sunny day and take the scene around you. The ropes are right there and you've got the rest of the, all the patrons standing there kind of gawking in. It, it's one of those, you feel like you're in a special place and, 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 and you're not sure why, why you're, so lucky to be there. It's just, <laughs> and, and every table is full of the who's who in the game of golf and, and much of the sports world and political world as well. Celebrities and politicians. And, um, you know, it, it's just a, it's a cool, to me, it's just a, a, a really cool scene. Yep. It's, it's uh, phenomenal and, uh, very fortunate you and I be able to, uh, do the things that we've been able to do there. Your, your mom and Margie and your family, they would hope they would hold a table for hours during lunch. Two I'm tables sure. at least. <laughs> people would just swap in and out. I'm sure they're like, Oh my gosh, there's people <laughs> waiting for these tables, but that was it. That was the place we all hung out and uh, really, really great memories, uh, for sure. So we'll, we'll miss the masters this weekend. But uh, we're, we're hoping everybody is staying safe and healthy. Um, we, we, we pray for those that are being affected by this, and hopefully we'll have returned to some sense of normalcy. And uh, we just wish you all the best. Hopefully you've enjoyed some time listening here to Real Golf Radio as we talk golf, reminisce about the Masters, and have a little diversion from the cares of the world. Uh, speaking of which, we had an opportunity, as we mentioned, to, to go back into the archives 
and listen to Bob's dad, Billy Casper, on why the Masters was so special to him and kind of asked him that question, and here's what he had to say. Well, I always felt that I could win at Augusta. Uh, I like the golf course. I like the the uh, the greens. Uh, I enjoyed the people that staged the tournament. I was very close to, to a fellow by the name of Bill Kerr who uh, was a member at Augusta and played. I played a lot of golf with him, and I played a lot of golf with. I played some golf with uh, Cliff Roberts, Gene Littler, and I would go in early to Augusta, and we would play with Cliff and and Bill Kerr. Bill Kerr was over the the media of of the television. He was in charge of uh, making sure that the media people said the right thing. And uh, when they spoke on on a on the air, and so I always thought that I was going to win at Augusta, and then of course in 1970 I did. But in '69 it was interesting. I'd shot the same score after 54 holes in '59, at as I did in 1970, and uh, I lost. To George Archer in 69 by shooting 40 on the front nine and bogeying the 10th hole, but then I buried three of the last eight holes to finish second. But what I had learned helped me the next year and uh, to uh, tie Littler and then win in a playoff was just uh, one of the great thrills of my life, which uh, I think that uh, Augusta it's the first major championship of the year. It's the golf course is staged. I mean, the the tournament is staged on the same golf course year after year after year, and the the fathers there are always improving the facility in one way or another, and uh, it makes it a very delightful place to play. And I think it's really the the best tournament that we have on the on the professional tour. So uh, this year, the interesting thing will be to see what the changes are this year. I know they've, they've, they're putting in a state-of-the-art practice facility, that type of thing, in the in the parking area where, it, where, um, you know, this last year, people, you know, thousands of people were parking and that type of thing. But they've got, they've done things, like you said, they do things to improve the golf course, but they've done things to lengthen the golf course also, and, uh, and you know, kind of, uh, almost so to speak, forced. <laughs> For some of the older players out of the game, because because of of the additional yardage that the golf course is playing at, I think uh, any time you lengthen golf courses, you're you're eliminating eliminating a lot of players. I think accuracy is such an important thing, which Tiger Woods proved at the British Open. Accuracy, hitting the fairways, is the important thing. Getting the ball in play, keeping the ball in play. You can hit it 330, 40 yards, but if you're 20 or 30 yards off the fairway in that big hay and stuff, I th- uh, that's where I think uh, they're losing losing the, the concept of play that the courses should be made tighter and uh, more penalty when you miss the fairway, that you can't reach the greens. And uh, I feel that's the way that it should be going instead of lengthening it because then you eliminate a certain number of players. 
you think they'll ever bring back the honorary starters? Is that something that you would enjoy being a part of? And, and, and is some of the history, I guess, uh, slipping a little by not doing those kind of things? Well, I think uh, that was the idea of Jones and, and uh, Cliff Roberts was the honorary starter because it started even before Nelson and, and Sneed. Uh, I mean, you had I'm guys not, that were honorary starters that hadn't even won the tournament. Right. It's. Uh, I'm not sure whether they'll ever do it again. I think Snead hit somebody on the the last uh, the last time they did it. Uh, he didn't hit a very good drive and hit somebody off the front of the tee, and so uh, I think that curtailed it considerably. That made a not only uh, was it a, a bad situation, and and uh, I know Sam felt very badly about it also, but. Uh, I'm not sure that they'll ever do that again. Should there be something that you could be involved in, whether you go off and uh, the past champions have a chance to play nine holes ahead of the tournament, or do you do you see but even playing from the up tees? Do you ever see that happening? I don't think so. I think they, they want to keep it what it is, uh, a current championship of the best players in the world. And uh, anything else, uh, that's why they have the par three, so that the players can play in the par three if they so do so desire uh you know the older players can play practice rounds if they so so want to uh and play in the par three and that's sort of the what starts the tournament is that par three on wednesday afternoon two years ago he came back to play Ended up shooting a 106 in the first round. I know because I was on the bag with you, and uh, I still have, uh, uh, I still get nervous when He's I think still about it. About it, Dad. I, I still, I still think I was the cause of uh, of most of that, especially on 16. But uh, well, you, you know, if you could give me the right club on one hole there, I probably would have shot 105. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Having said that, you went around and uh, it was interesting as the whole thing developed. We started off on number ten because of the rain delay, and and um, you know the the fourteen on sixteen, and you know, and then then we had a little delay before we uh, went back to one. And a lot of reporters wondered if you were going to continue. Of course, you did. You played well on the front nine on, uh, as also, and and uh, you, you told me afterwards that you got more press and publicity out of that round of golf than you did in all of your 51 wins combined. Talk about that. And what, what was that experience like? How do you remember that, that round? Well, you know, when we, uh, when I first started playing, there was just a, a handful of press that were with us, you know, week in and week out on the tour. And as the game got more popular, there were more press that came out now because of the names that are playing the tour and the, the popularity of the game, there are more and more press involved, and it's worldwide press that's involved. And it was an unbelievable experience when I came out of the, the scoring tent, and there were the media, the press lined up. They were about five deep and about 25. I mean, I must have had about 100 and some odd press, and I spent, I think, about 45 minutes with them visiting, and, and and uh, I've had a lot of comments from them down through the years since then that uh, what a great experience it was for them to to have been part of that. And it was truly a great experience for me, too. There you go, Bob. That was Billy Casper from 2007 reminiscing about his time 
at the Masters. Really special stuff there. And the opportunity to caddy for him in that final round is something that I'll never forget. I still don't think I should have been there, that that was really my place. But uh, for some reason, I got the opportunity, and, and I'll just always be grateful for such a special experience. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. Been pretty fun to have you along since your your first one in two thousand and and still going strong. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. So the Masters is a, is special indeed. And this segment is brought to you in part by Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. We'll take a short break. When we come back, our conversation with two thousand and three Masters champion Mike Weir. You'll hear his thoughts next, right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Bob Casper for Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm a Traeger guy, and I got their Timberline 1300 from Barbecue Pit Stop. It comes with a Wi-Fi app where you can see and adjust your cooking temps while sitting on your couch or if you're out and about. My Timberline has 1,300 square inches of cooking space and the ability to cook up to 12 chickens, 15 racks of ribs, or 12 pork butts. I love my Traeger grill, and you can pick up yours today from Barbecue Pit Stop with locations in Lehigh, Salt Lake, Layton, or at barbecuepitstop.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. The first tee can teach young people how to hit a driver or how to stop a ball out of a bunker. But true success is measured by how well they perform off the golf course, by how well they use values like confidence, perseverance, and integrity in their daily lives. The first tee helps young men and women become better golfers. But even more important, better people. Get involved. Visit thefirsty.org. 
Ever wonder how the Salt Lake Bees baseball field looks so good? The award-winning Bees grounds crew turned to Mountainland Supply for their turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? Well, when you need irrigation products for your lawn that you can trust, Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe, parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Want to feel the need for speed on the golf course? Come into Uinta Golf and check out the new Cobra Speed Zone Drivers, Fairways, Irons, and Hybrids. The new King Speed Zone Driver and King Speed Zone Extreme Driver has been designed to go as fast and straight as possible. New Speed Zone King SC is Cobra's first ever carbon fiber iron line that delivers maximum speed, power, and forgiveness. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% bonus trade-in towards any new Cobra Speed Zone Series golf club. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. Mountainland Supply, the official Rainbird golf irrigation supplier in the state of Utah. If you want your lawn to look as good as your favorite golf course, then shop where the pros shop at Mountainland Supply. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. And as I mentioned, they will take care of you. You can do it all online. You can text pictures, and then they'll deliver for free anywhere in Utah, and you'll be all set. So everything you need for your turf irrigation to make your lawn look as good as your favorite course, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Also appreciate our good friends at Siegfried and Jensen for their sponsorship of Real Golf Radio and for golf throughout the state of Utah. Siegfried and Jensen, 801-222-2222. Well, as we mentioned before we went to break, we had a chance to catch up with 2003 Masters champ Mike Weir and get his thoughts on not being at Augusta this week and reminiscing back on his championship back in 2003. You know, just seeing the, seeing some of the things and messages a bunch of my friends have posted and sent pictures of uh, our Tuesday night dinner at the house after the champions dinner and seeing all these pictures <laughs> and a bunch bunch of my friends wore uh, lots of green yesterday and um, so yeah, it kind of hits home when uh, you realize that yeah, this week at least it's not canceled, it's postponed and but yeah, we uh, we miss being there this week for sure. So they moved it and and said that they're going to play the week of the ninth through the what the twelfth something like that fourteenth of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever played the golf course at that time of year? I've never been, uh, Bob. I've never been in the fall to play a thousand round or anything. You know, I typically uh, go there and you know when I'm in Florida or something sometime in February and make a trip up there once or twice to uh, see the course and see how it is. Kind of leading into the Masters and. So I've never been in the fall, but, um, you know, they have, they have everything that you can imagine there to, to get the golf course ready and make it great. And, um, I was talking to, uh, some friends yesterday. I was thinking, you know, possibly if it's a warm summer and, um, you know, things go well, they can play it really firm, which would be great. It hasn't played super firm in a number of years. So that'd be kind of cool to play it, see it play really firm again. Mike, what do you think would be the biggest difference in course conditions? I mean, obviously the variable in firmness, but uh, do you foresee any difference with the, you know, the, the time that the overseed has to take or, or any of those, those kind of factors? Um, you know, I, I'm not great at knowing about agronomy, but I was reading what uh, I think Ben Crenshaw had something posted that uh, he suspects that uh, they can, you know, with that rye and Bermuda that they do have there, that they can, uh, you know, that's why they have it for the, for the hot summers and, um, I think it'll still, you know, the great uh, turf quality. I think, you know, they'll be able to make it, uh, you know, 
just as we imagine it, minus the azaleas. I bought an azalea plant just just for that very reason. So it's sitting here in my office. Uh, I had to get my azalea fixed somehow. Uh, so I guess to that point, have you have you mentioned your your buddies dressing up in a bunch of green? But have you done anything to fun uh, to commemorate or get your masters fixed this week? I really haven't. Uh, I guess for me, yeah, I've got a bunch of masters cups. I'm drinking out of uh, you know drinking out of my masters cups this week, and uh, that's that's basically about it um you know outside of that no i haven't you know uh i haven't done much golfing haven't done much um hoping to be able to get out a little bit and, and maybe play a few holes now that the weather's getting good and um so hopefully uh but yeah as far as master stuff goes yeah i haven't done much at all so mike uh this year's masters is a the the 50th anniversary of when my dad won in 1970, you're kind of pushing close oh, to 20 wow. years. Um, mm. what, what are what are some of the memories you have of my dad there at the masters, whether it's champions dinner or out on the course or anything? I think the biggest thing, Bob, and, and congrats. Yeah. The 50 years, that's quite a milestone. I mean, that's something to really celebrate. And, you know, my memory of your dad there was, um, being in the locker room, you know, just being around after a round and sitting with him, having lunch with him, chatting with him about, uh, my game, his game, you know, just kind of uh, learning from him. You know, my old college golf coach, as, as you guys know, uh, remember Carl Tucker, he always said, you know, be around the great players, listen to the great players, uh, pick their brain. And uh, your dad was, was one of those guys that whenever I had a chance, and Augusta was one of the only chances I had to be around him, um, I just cherished those lunches and, and intimate talks we had about whether that was a small little detail on putting or, you know, just sharing stuff about family. Um, that's what I really remember most is just uh, how engaging he was and how welcoming he was. Hey, come on, Mike, sit down. You know, my first time when I was there and, and just uh, making me feel comfortable in that champion's locker room. As it was a little intimidating when you go in there, <laughs> you know, it was the first time with, with all the guys and he made me feel really comfortable. That's awesome. 2003 Masters champion Mike Weir joining us here on Real Golf Radio. All right, how about a little rapid fire uh, Masters version? Uh, favorite Masters memory, not including your win? Uh, 86, Nicholas. All right, there you go. Best champion's dinner menu? I think mine. The elk, did. <laughs> the elk, huh? <laughs> yeah, my friend Alistair, the chef, put it together. It was, uh, you know, it was awesome. Adam Scott was great too, but. Uh, I, I, I'm going to give it to my friend Alistair, who was the chef that night. Okay, favorite master sandwich? Uh, just their uh, their chicken sandwich. Not the I'm, I'm not going pimento. Just their their chicken salad sandwich. Yeah, there you go. Camp, that's a good one. Uh, favorite hole at Augusta? Thirteen, I'd say. Thirteen is my favorite hole. I'm with you on that one. Best <laughs> Brian just Brian's raising his hands above his head. Yeah, right that's now. my favorite hole. I love it. It's the best, the best looking green out there. It's just so cool. Uh, best shot you've ever hit at Augusta. Best shot I've hit at Augusta. Um, oh boy. Let's see. That's uh, got to be the pot on on the seventy second yeah, hole. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm trying to take a All right. Something really cool. My hands start sweating just thinking about that putt, Mike. (laughs) It's funny. Um, Have you ever had a hole in one on the par three? I've had two. Um, I've had two. I had one on um, playing with Jack Nichols on the second hole uh, years ago, and I had one uh, two or three years ago 
two, three years ago with uh, my girlfriend Michelle was chatting on the four hole. Nice. Nice. Sorry, yeah. we, we cut you off there. You were going to share something about that putt and your hand sweating. Oh, I was, I was going to say up in, uh, in Canada, the, the sports network called PSN are equivalent to, to ESPN. And I, apparently on Monday night, they showed uh, the final round of 2003. I was getting all kinds of calls and texts from my buddies. So nervous watching <laughs> on 18 and, you know, on the back nine, I was, my phone was just kind of blowing up. It was kind of funny. It was, we were, especially those of us rooting for you, Mike, we were nervous. It was, and I've, I've, we've told this story and you've done a great job sharing it on our show, but you just, you never broke your, your, your routine at all. I I mean, that putt came up scary short and, and then you just, you didn't even think about it. You just went through the routine and knocked it in. And I mean, it was so quiet. Uh, You could have, I mean, I could hardly breathe. It was so quiet and you just poured it in there. That was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I wish you, you wish you could bottle that feeling of uh, of calmness. It doesn't happen often, but um, you know, I was glad it. I was glad I felt that way on that time. <laughs> There's been plenty of other times where I've had to make putts and wasn't so calm. So that was uh, a good time to to have that come over me. All right. So what? How about toughest shot at Augusta? One that you just think about before you even get there. Oh boy, there's there's so many. I. <laughs> T shot on four, the par three is really difficult. Um, the second shot in five, um, 14 now is, is a difficult shot um, because just how they've lowered the tee. And um, I guess I've, I've gotten a little shorter over the years. You know, that, that you can't see the green and you're hitting the shot. And, you know, you could, you could end up a yard short and it rolls back off the front. And then that pitch from the front is about as hard as you can have as a chip. So I'm not doing a great job of answering it, but I guess if I had to pick one, it might be the tee shot on um, four, the par three, because the wind swirls around there so much. And, uh, you know, picking a club from that far back from 240 yards, it looks good in the air. And if, you, if the wind switches, you can airmail into those, uh, into that bamboo right behind the green. Done it. <laughs> <It's happened. laughs> I, that's so, the before. Or, or come up short of the bunker. It looks good in the air. And yeah. You, 25 yards short and you, you kind of look foolish <laughs> so uh w- what do you think the toughest putt is there or what's been your toughest putt there at augusta other than the one you just mentioned of course yeah other than yeah. that one toughest putt um boy i think i think putting any putting inside of of eight feet um is any of those putts is just so critical um because you have to have the you have to match the speed and line so perfectly, otherwise the putt won't go in. It'll, it'll catch the lip and, and won't go in. Um, but the the toughest like long putt that you can have probably I mean number two you get on number two on the front of the green the pin way in the back left or way in the back right. Uh, way in the back right you can use the funnel a little bit, but way in the back left if you happen to reach the green and in two and get on the front of the green to the back left pin you're going through two different. Uh, little swales and the and the ball being pushed a couple different directions. That's a diff- very difficult putt. Um, putting on three, putting on three, the pin on the left. I mean, you could be fifteen feet from the hole, putting from right to left, and that putt you barely have to breathe on it so fast. Um, I've I've had that putt and I know it's fast, and I've still blown it six or seven feet by sometimes. Um, you just you barely hit it too hard, and it, just, it picks up that extra four or five feet very easily because it's just gaining momentum all the time. So 
that one's a really scary putt. That uh, that putt from from the right putting to the left on number three. And how about the up? How about the uphill putt on six to that back right shelf location? If you happen to be below it, yes, there's there's <laughs> another one. <laughs> there's another one. Yeah, that's a, that's a super tall on uh, from from that bottom part putting to the right or to the left. It can get away and get off the green if you're putting to the left quite easily. Um, and the the one to the right, that new pin placement they put in, you know, whatever about five years ago. Is, um, is is pretty difficult as well. But that putt from the bottom of six over to the left is really scary because it's kind of an upside-down bowl over there. And it kind of gets up. It goes a little bit uphill and then back downhill. So very difficult putt. That's good stuff. Mike Weir joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. All right, to shift gears just a little bit uh, away from the Masters, and we could talk about it forever, but being being sensitive of your time, uh, you're, you're starting on to count down to 50, and uh, your time on the PGA Tour Champions. Kind of talk about your mindset as you as you prepare for that this summer, hopefully this summer, if COVID lets us have this summer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whenever we get started, I'm super excited about it. You know, it kind of... Uh, had my eye on it as, as I've closed in on it for the last couple of years. And yeah, spent a lot of time, you know, I had been spending quite a bit of time working on my game and trying to prepare and get ready. And um, yeah, just, I think I'm, you know, anxious to see a bunch of old buddies and, and anxious to see the, those, a lot of the golf courses that early in my career on the PGA tour, we played a lot and don't play as much anymore. Um, you know, upstate New York, um, I think we're playing Firestone again. Um, there's, there's a number of courses, Warwick Hills in Michigan that we used to play back in the York Open. So there's a bunch of courses I'm familiar with and, and some new ones, but uh, I guess catching up with guys that, you know, when I first got on tour, I played a lot of fraction outs with Fred Couples and, um, Kenny Perry and Marco Mira and, and all of those guys. Uh, it'd be fun to get out there. Again. So what do you anticipate your schedule will be? Well, I'm going to play a pretty full schedule once once we know what that schedule is. I, you know, I'm anxious to play. My last few years, I haven't played much of a schedule. You know, I've kind of played hit and miss. And, you know, I might play an event and be off for a month or longer, and then try to try to play again. And that's hard to do. So, I'm just excited to be playing a, a regular tour and reg, regular uh, schedule of events. I have played some on the Corn Ferry, but you know, not not a ton. And um, so, yeah, just kind of looking to get into that rhythm and flow of, of tournament golf again. That's what I'm really looking forward to. So uh, just coming off the President's Cup this last year, it was just announced yesterday your fellow uh, Masters champion, uh, Treble Emmerman, was was slated as the captain. Your thoughts about that? Oh, very excited for Trevor. You know, I think, he, you know, he has his uh, – you know, he kind of has his – heartbeat i guess though to say on the game you know working for the golf channel doing a lot of coverage he's he's interacting with the players quite a bit um he's he's a great leader he's um you know i i, I think trevor's phrases all the time I, I think he'll do a great job and uh, you know the, we were close last time in, in uh Royal montreal and i know trevor's you know really keen to to do a great job and and see our see our team round into shape and see what the players we have or if it's going to be a lot of the same um so i think the same quote as will probably be on there but there's there's always four or five in turnover but uh, yeah it's the president's cup i i'm always excited for i hope i get a chance to be participants and we'll see we'll see down the road here and um, yeah excited for trevor 
Well, Mike, thanks so much for taking some time with us, man. It's always great to catch up with you. I'm sorry, uh, at least for us anyway, and and, uh, and and for you, that we're not doing it underneath the oak tree there at Augusta. You know, yeah. one, one of my favorite memories is not almost getting kicked out by Billy Payne when we were doing an interview with you one time. That was probably not in my top 10 favorite memories, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could be a little. He could be a little intimidating. Put his foot down He decided. He decided our little our little conversation was going to be an example, and that was a little uncomfortable. But uh, anyway, it was yeah. it worked. It worked out. We're still getting invited back, thankfully. So, but anyway, we wish you the best, man, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, hopefully catching up, maybe playing some golf when it's getting nice here, and and uh, certainly look forward to seeing you uh, in a new time of year at Augusta in November. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, that was Mike Weir joining us earlier on Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you in part by Uinta Golf, serving Utah golfers since 1971. Home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee, Uinta Golf. Short break, more Real Golf. Master's Edition continues next. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember 
Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Reshape your golf game at Uinta Golf with the new tailor-made Sim Family. The new Sim Shape and Motion Series is here, featuring the Sim, Sim Max, and Sim Max D-type drivers, fairways, and rescues. Sim Woods have been reshaped to increase your distance and swing speed, while the Sim Irons are made so you no longer have to compromise distance and feel. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% bonus trade-in towards any new tailor-made Sim Series golf club. Now at Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper here on 1280 The Zone. Thanks for joining us every Saturday morning, 6 to 9. This normally would be the time when we would be coming at you live from the press building at Augusta National for the halfway point of the Masters Tournament. But uh, as you know, that's been rescheduled to November. And so we're living in memories, if you will, this week and trying to get a little bit of our Masters fix. Hopefully it's a little bit of a reprieve for you. You know, the Masters has had a profound impact not only on Bob and his family uh, with his dad winning 50 years ago this year in 1970, but with me as well coming along the last 20 years and and many others. Uh, many of you listening have had an opportunity to go out and experience it. And one of our good friends who's been a longtime supporter of our show, in fact, probably from day one, and uh, we certainly couldn't do it without uh, guys like Ned Siegfried, Mitch Jensen, and and the likes that have that supported us, supported the game of golf here in the state of Utah. Uh, and he's had the opportunity to be out on several several occasions to the Masters and play the golf course. Uh, he, so I, I thought it'd be fun to bring Ned on to, to kind of get some memories and relive some of those moments since we're not able to, I guess, make new memories this year, at least not yet. Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah accident victims throughout the state for, gosh, Ned, how long now? How many years y'all been doing this? Uh, you know, I got out of law school in 83 and Mitch and I hooked up in 90 so it's Siegfried and Jensen we've been doing this for about 30 years wow wow that's amazing. Uh, and you've, you've done some great stuff. Obviously, the business itself and helping injured people, that, that goes without saying. But your support of Utah golf and Special Olympics and the Utah Jazz and all really all of the sporting, you know, the university to professional sports along the Wasatch Front and throughout the state of Utah has been fantastic. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves devoid of it. So uh, this is kind of fun to talk to you again. Well, it's always great to talk to, to you two guys. And it's it is a uh, time to really kind of reminisce and think back, uh, you know, the three of us uh, and the other people we've gone back with, Bob's family and and uh, his dad and mom. We've, we've had some great, great times back there for sure, both playing the course uh, with uh, Billy and uh, Gabe Brewer, 
you know, obviously Billy and Gay were great friends. And we all were out there those years that we played together the Sunday leading into Masters Week. So it was just beautiful tournament conditions and, you know, going to dinner, uh, you know, with Gay and, and Billy and, and on and on and on, watching the Final Four the Monday, that you know, which have been three days ago. I mean, we've had marvelous times. I watched in the Golf Channel last night, and you know, the celebrating the Masters. I was just, I was just almost reduced to tears thinking of you know all the great times and, and missing it this year. It's just uh, kind of sad that uh, that uh, that's been taken away from us. Uh, this year. Hey, Ned, sorry, Bob. When you think about the Masters, when you think about all those experiences you talked about, you know, and having a chance to play the golf course, maybe talk about what that's like from, you know, I mean, you're a good player, but not a tour player. And it's it's a different kind of golf uh, for, for sure. But maybe talk about what it's like to be able to play that golf course and then other favorite, you know, memories that you've had or stories that you experienced while you were back there. Well, I'm not sure I can talk about a lot of the stories, but on, <laughs> on course I probably can. I'm just kidding. No, I, you know, I, I think I played it back there with, with your dad three times. And uh, what I really remember is, you know, how much, uh, you know, up and down there is the course. You know, the, the TV cameras really flatten the course, you know, as you see it on TV. But it's really a, a very hilly course. And, of course, those greens, uh, seeing them on TV versus actually being there and putting them are, are two wildly different things. I, I think the first time I was there, I, I shot 82 and I had, uh, six three putts and, uh, you know, I'm not that, I'm a pretty good putter, but you know, what they say is absolutely true. You'd rather have a, a putt, you know, 10 feet below the hole than a, than a, three footer above the hole because if you miss the three footer you're going to have the 10 footer afterwards <laughs> you know and so you know the, those greens are, are are really uh difficult and it does take uh you know it does take uh a lot of course knowledge for sure you know uh, you really want to put the put your approach shot in the right place so you're not you know you know facing a downhill putt or even a, a side hill putt on a lot of them could be you know, equally as treacherous, but yeah, I, I just remember the, you know, just the, the, the beauty of the place and the, almost this sacred feel to it. You know, it's obviously the only major that is played in the same place every year. So there's just an unbelievable history, of uh, 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 the course and a legacy. And, you know, there's absolutely no corporate sponsorship there. You know, the, the entire course is devoid of corporate tents and, and any type of corporate advertising. It, it really feels like you're in a time warp almost back there. Mm. I, it, it wouldn't feel, you know, I remember commenting to, to you guys, maybe several people that I've been back there with, uh, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't look or feel the least bit out of place to see, like, Gene Sarazen walking up the, up the fair with, with knickers on because you don't have any of the, you know, the other trappings that you have, you know, corporate trappings and advertising that you have at so many other courses. It, it, it really is. I think, you know, when Jim Nance says a tournament unlike any other, he is spot on. I've been to 
every major. I've been to multiple Ryder Cups and President's Cups, and and by far and away, the Masters is my favorite uh, golf event to, to to go to and to and to watch on TV. I, I just I can't say enough about uh, Augusta and the Masters and the wonderful times I've had back there. Most of them have been with you two. You know, Mitt or Ned, I was going to say. Um, one of my That's favorite memories did is I did it again, didn't I? <laughs> no, one no, of my favorite memories it, is slide that first time. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> You're going to hit me with it next time. That's but one right, of my favorite memories right. is that, you know, all the times that you've been able to go to the masters, you know, we've been able to have lunch together and breakfast, you know, in the clubhouse and that kind of thing. And sharing that with you and your dad, both, both our dads, um, uh, made huge impressions on our lives, but be able to share um, the opportunity of going back there to the Masters with our fathers is pretty cool. Brian's Absolutely. father too came. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's so true, Bob. When, you know, your dad is just one of the most gracious people I've ever known, and he would take us up to the the Champions locker room, and we'd go in there, and there'd be you know Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player and your dad was just so wonderful. He introduced me to every person in there and, and, you know, they would act like they were old friends as well because they, you could just see and feel the, the mutual respect that those, those legends had for each other. And I'll never forget once Bob and I, you're probably there too, BC, but that upstairs in the grill room, uh, we sat around a big table and, and Phil Mickelson was there, and yep. uh, uh, and your dad, and I think Charles Cootie and his uh, was a Cootie. Anyway, my dad and uh, you, and there's about eight of us, and and basically uh, Phil and your dad did most of the talking, and you know, and you know, Phil is kind of the younger current generation. Your dad, of course, the generation before. But they were talking about, you know, everything from clubs and persimmon and baladas and, and uh, shaping shots and how far the ball goes. And it was just, it was just so fun to listen to those two uh, marvelous players talk about uh, the game of golf. It was really insightful. We had so many experiences like that back there in those 10 or 12 years we went back together. All right, Ned, a little rapid fire for you here. What's your, what's your favorite sandwich? Uh, at Augusta. Uh, I'll go with the tomato just because you don't get tomato sandwiches anywhere else. For good reason. <laughs> they're disgusting. <laughs> well, yeah, you no, wouldn't want to eat they're them good. every day. But, but you wouldn't want to eat them every day. But back there, they sure taste good. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite master's souvenir that you uh, picked up from the gift shop? Oh, geez. I... I probably got 50 master shirts and as many hats i there's just so many it's hard to it's hard to, to pick it i just you know we'd go to that gift shop and just spend a thousand dollars every time we went through day <laughs> after day you know he just wanted more and more and more he felt like ed serbic on uh on caddyshack you know the rodney dangerfield i'll take two of these three of those give me some of those but yeah just you didn't so get a free fun. bowl of soup though did you no no, I didn't get that, you know. But, uh, yeah. They what's sell your, those hats your, now. 
What's your favorite hole on the course? Uh, probably 13. Yeah, that's just a real risk-reward hole. You know, you can either make a three or you can make a, a seven, you know, depending on, you know, if you hit, hit a good drive and, and try to hit it on the green on the next shot. So I like the risk-reward shots. 13 and 15 are, are fun holes for that reason. And, uh, of course, you don't have to say 1970 just because we're commemorating uh, Billy's 50th, but what what's your favorite Masters uh, that you've watched? Uh, you know, obviously, 86 with Nicholas is, is, is extremely memorable. Tigers first in 97. Uh, you know, those are some of my favorites. When we're, Mike Weir won it in 03. I mean, every year is just such a treat, you know. It, uh, but those three kind of stand out for, you know, for those those reasons. Can't argue with that for sure. Nope. Good stuff. Hey, Ned, thanks for reminiscing with us, man. Thanks for uh, sponsoring the show, for uh, all you do for all of golf in the state of Utah. And uh, hope I, I understand that the state am, they're doing everything they can to play that sometime this year so that we can maintain the moniker of, you know, longest continuously held golf tournament in the world. I guess they were able to get it through World War II when others weren't. So hopefully we'll get it through COVID-19 as well. Well, I hope so. Yeah, the US, Utah Open uh, is august and we're starting to worry about that you know because everything's being rolled back so yeah it's a strange year but somehow we'll get through it for sure yeah no doubt about it well enjoy uh the masters reruns i guess or highlights throughout the weekend and uh, we'll look forward to november right for a unique kind of masters experience well absolutely so it's great to listen to you guys every saturday morning you guys are great guys and do a great service to the golf for sure well thanks we appreciate that ned take care and stay safe buddy all right you too see you guys thanks ned. there you go that's ned siegfried from siegfried and jensen you can reach him 801-222-2222 just uh, a great guy i mean he he runs a great business but he's a great guy he does love this game and has done a lot to give back to the game of golf and and he's been able to enjoy a lot of great experiences as you just heard right there so hopefully that's uh, kind of some fun insight and a different perspective for you all right, Bob, uh, that is pretty much going to do it uh, for our Masters edition, or I should say what would have been our Masters edition live from the press building at Augusta National Golf Club. Of course, we know, in case you haven't heard the news for some reason, but November 9th through the 15th has been announced and is now scheduled to host the 84th Masters tournament here in 2020. So as you pointed out many times, Bob, the, the the crappy thing about it is, is that we don't have the Masters this week and we've looked forward to it for a year, but we have something to look forward to for November. And then once that wraps up, we'll only have four and a half months until we're doing it again in April for the 85th edition of the Masters. So that's pretty neat stuff. Yeah. You got to love that. You get them, you get them twice within six months. It's uh it's pretty cool not having to wait a, a full year uh, for the next one. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, listen, bud, uh, happy Easter to you and, and all of the Casper family. I, I imagine that you're going to fire up that smoker from Barbecue Pit Stop and cook up something. What do, what do you got on the docket this week? We are going to do a pot roast this week. Oh, very nice. And we're going to do a nice big chuck roast. Okay. Yep. 
All right, it's going to be really good. It is really good. Again, the, the the great thing about the pellet smokers is they're essentially just like an oven, and you can slow cook. In fact, they become almost a crock pot and a and an oven all in once, all yep. in one, which is great, and it adds additional flavor from the pellets that you put in there. So I can't say enough about the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop. I did a turkey last week that was just phenomenal. Uh, in fact, I had a couple of questions, and I texted Steve, and he just uh, hit me up right back and coached me through what I needed to do. They are uh, absolutely the best. They're the pros, pros. Go to Barbecue Pit Stop or barbecuepitstop.com. All right, we're out of time. Thanks so much to Dave Glauser for producing the show each and every week. Thanks to you for tuning in every Saturday morning, 6 to 9, right here on 1280 The Zone. Bob, uh, always a pleasure to be with you and to reminisce about the Masters, some of our most uh, cherished memories, of course, happening each and every spring back there. And we'll move that to a fall tradition for 2020. For Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. 